Hello, friends. Welcome to the very first episode of the podcast, You Heal With Help. My name is Andrea Martin. I am a mother. I am an entrepreneur. And I am married. And I feel like I have plenty of life experiences that I could share that could possibly be of some help. But before we get in too deep, I'm going to start out this podcast on a lighter note. About a year ago, I wrote a book called This Is My Story. You can find it on Amazon in the Kindle and paperback version, but you can also find it on Barnes and Noble in the hardcover. In this book, I started thinking about the women in the Bible. Now hold on, before you run off because someone else is mentioning the Bible, I want to encourage you that these stories are not like your typical Bible stories. They actually make them tangible. Like what if I were like Eve, who made a terrible mistake and had to live with that for the rest of my life? Or what if I was like the woman who was caught in adultery and all my dirty business has been put on front street? Or what about the woman at the well who was just so bound by her shame and felt like no one could ever really accept her the way she is? So I'm going to share some of these stories with you. And I hope that in hearing them, you might gain some fresh perspective about the women in the Bible, but also maybe it'll help you with some things that you you have experienced before. So over the next few weeks, you'll hear a couple of stories. If you would like to purchase the book, again, it's available on Amazon. It's called This Is My Story by Andrea Martin. I'm sure there are plenty of This Is My Story titles on Amazon, so look for the cover with all the pretty lit up butterflies. I'm going to start with Eve because, you know, she was in the beginning. (laughs) So Eve was the woman who had to live with her mistakes. I don't remember anything from before, well, before I came alive. I opened my eyes and there he was. I don't know how, but somehow I just knew we were made for each other. It's almost as if we were two puzzle pieces. A piece of him is connected to me and he is missing that very same piece. We were inseparable from the moment we met. The only time we weren't together was when he was with his mentor, his best friend. I didn't mind the time alone. Although looking back, that is when things went wrong. I'm getting ahead of myself. I wasn't jealous of Adam's best friend. They were good for each other. Whenever Adam came back from spending time with his best friend, he was a better person. Adam treated me like a queen because of their time together. I knew it was important for them to have their time. So I didn't mind when I wasn't included. I had my very own relationship with Adam's mentor. Nothing inappropriate, don't get me wrong. I loved him. It was just a different kind of relationship than I had with Adam. He was older and wiser and kind of a know-it-all. Not an annoying know-it-all. I could always trust that his answers were true. I don't remember much of my life before I met Adam. So I looked at him as a father. That's it. That is the best word to describe my relationship with Adam's best friend. He was my father. He still is. I call him Papa. 
Papa was a father to Adam too. Adam was closer to him, you know, because they were together before I came along. Adam was his son and I was his daughter-in-law whom he loved like his own. Adam had his time with Papa. I had my time with Papa. And then we all hung out together. That's how our family worked. Adam would tell me stories of the times he and Papa had before I came along. They were also fun to listen to. One day, during one of our conversations, Adam stopped suddenly and said, Oh my goodness, I can't believe I haven't told you this before. He pushed closer to me and lowered his voice a little. One day, Papa and I were on a stroll and we came to a tree in the middle of the garden with the most beautiful fruit. I reached up to grab a piece, but before my hand touched it, Papa grabbed my hand and jerked it back. I was so startled that I didn't know how to react. I just sat there wide-eyed. After a few seconds of sitting there with a blank stare on my face, I realized my feelings were hurt. Papa looked at me and told me he didn't mean to startle me or hurt my feelings. Papa had a funny way of always knowing what we were thinking. I told Papa I was okay, but then I asked him, why can't I eat the fruit? Papa explained to me in a very serious voice that the fruit contained the knowledge of good and evil and it wasn't meant for me to have. We continued our walk as if nothing had ever happened, enjoying the cool of the day and just talking about life. Adam looked at me waiting for my response. I looked back at him, shrugged my shoulders and said, Okay. Adam seemed disappointed by my reaction. That's it? I looked at him assuredly and said, I don't need any further explanation. I trust Papa, don't you? Papa had all the answers and we were in no position to think we knew better than him. Remember what we always say to Papa when he asks, do you trust me? We both looked at each other and at the same time we said, with all of my heart. It was becoming a habit for us to say things together like that. We started this thing when we would say things at the same time. Whoever would say first pick would get their first choice of the fruit we picked from the garden that day. I always said it first and one time Adam did, but he picked the fruit I wanted and then he gave it to me. Time went by and I can honestly say that life was good. Adam and I had an amazing union. I loved him more and more every day. And from what I could tell, he loved me the same way. Papa was proving more and more to be exactly who I thought he would be. An amazing father. We loved everything about our home. We enjoyed eating the fruits and vegetables that our garden grew for us. We loved to walk and swim, and we especially loved to play with all of the animals. I couldn't have asked for a better life. Papa and I were just finishing an evening walk when I looked at him and said, Papa, I just want to thank you for all of this. I don't know anything about my life before I came here, but somehow I know that you are the one responsible for this incredible life that we have. I just want to say thank you. With tears in my eyes, I reached my arms around his neck and kissed his cheek. 
When I pulled back, I was surprised to see tears in his eyes too. He said to me, Beloved, thank you for being here with me. You and Adam are the pride and joy of my life. I went to bed that night and my heart was full. I was the happiest woman in the world. The next day Adam and Papa went out for their daily stroll. I was alone in the garden when I heard a voice whisper, Eve, psst, Eve. I looked all around and could not figure out where it was coming from. All of a sudden, I saw a serpent crawl out of the bushes. His legs were weird. It was almost as if they didn't belong on his body. His tongue was long and pointy on the ends. He was a strange looking creature. I'm trying not to say anything bad about him. After all, Papa loved all of the creatures. But this one gave me the creeps. Not to mention that he could talk. Animals don't talk. Well, they do, but not in our language. Only Adam, Papa, and I spoke this language. It was a special language just between us. Hello there, I said. You can talk. The serpent came a little closer. He seemed nervous. Yes, I can talk and have something to tell you, but it's a secret. I didn't trust this creature, but I was curious about whatever it was that he wanted to share with me. Okay, what's the secret? He started walking off. Looking back, he said, follow me. We started walking and after a few minutes, we came to that tree the one Papa warned Adam about. I recognized it by the beauty of the fruit that Adam had described to me before. Have you ever eaten this fruit? The serpent asked. No, I said. My Papa said I can't eat that fruit. It's not good for us to eat. The serpent started laughing and he didn't seem so nervous anymore. That's the silliest thing I have ever heard. Are you sure he wasn't joking? I thought about it for a moment. Maybe Adam didn't realize Papa wasn't being serious. Maybe Adam misunderstood him somehow. Do you know my Papa? I asked the serpent. Your Papa and I go way back. Who do you think taught me to talk this way? That made sense. No other animal could speak in the language of our family, of our Papa. The serpent spoke up again. If you eat this fruit, you will be more like your papa. Isn't that what you want? To be more like him? The serpent was right. I've always struggled with this feeling that compared to papa, I didn't measure up. He was the example and I could never be his equal. He was perfect. Adam struggled with that too sometimes. What is your name, serpent? I asked him. Your papa calls me Lucifer. Like you, I also wanted to be like God. So I'm speaking from experience. Eat the fruit and you will see a whole new world. Lucifer made a lot of sense. He knew my papa. He spoke our language. And papa did create this fruit. I know what Papa makes is good, so I'll just have a bite. I took a bite and my taste buds were screaming for more. 
It was so good. Just then, Adam walked up behind me. What are you doing? I explained everything to him and gave him a piece to try. He took a bite too and his eyes grew so wide. This is delicious, Adam exclaimed. We giggled with a mouthful of fruit as we fell to the ground in laughter. His arm was under my head and we were gazing into each other's eyes. My eyes dropped down to his chest and I thought, why doesn't he ever wear a shirt? I sat there for a second and thought, in fact, he never wears any clothes. Why does he feel like he can just walk around stone cold naked all of the time? Men, I giggled a little and then looked down. My eyes grew even wider when I realized I don't wear any clothes either. We sat up at the same time, looked at each other, and then jumped up and ran behind some bushes to hide. Just then, Papa showed up calling for Adam. Adam! Adam! Adam spoke up and said, Papa, here I am. Papa's eyes changed. Papa looked at Adam as if he was speaking a different language. He seemed to be disappointed. Papa spoke again. Why are you hiding? Adam's eyes connected with mine for a moment and I could see the fear in them. I have never seen Adam afraid before. He turned back to Papa and said, I heard you coming and I, I was afraid because I was naked so, so I hid. Papa seemed even more upset. Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten the forbidden fruit? Adam's eyes looked back at me again and said, Eve gave it to me. I was in shock. All of those times he let me win our first pick game. All of the times he would catch me just before I fell from tripping over a vine. And now he hangs me out to dry. Oh. I looked up at Papa and his eyes were so sad. I was so afraid I could barely speak. Adam is right. I, I gave it to him. But the serpent you made told me to. Papa looked even more sad and yet angry at the same time. He looked at the serpent and cursed him. I've never seen Papa punish anyone. His disappointment alone was enough to shatter my heart. He took the serpent's legs away. At that moment, things were tense, but I still remember thinking Lucifer's legs didn't look right on him anyway. Papa's eyes shifted to me. I don't even remember all that he said. My heart was pounding so loud in my ears it was hard to hear him. I knew whatever it was, it wasn't good. All I could think about was how mad at that serpent I was. I looked over at Lucifer at one point and made a vow. If he ever came near me or my family again, I would step on him. I dropped to my knees and sobbed. Then I heard Papa speak to Adam. Papa told him that he would have to work hard for us to eat and that one day he would return to dust. Papa then gave us some clothes and told us we had to leave our garden. It was the worst day of my entire life. We walked in silence until we found a place suitable for a home. 
We barely spoke, just what we needed to say to get our shelter in place. I had so many thoughts going through my mind. How could I speak? I felt like at any moment I would wake up and this would all be a dream. But it wasn't. I blamed Lucifer. I was mad at Adam for throwing me under the bus. And on top of all of that, I was sick. I kept throwing up. I hadn't eaten anything since that blasted piece of fruit. I wasn't hungry. It was time for bed and I laid down. Adam came over next to me and lay down too. He didn't touch me. Typically, he would wrap his arms all around me and make me feel safe. But tonight, Adam slept with his back to me. It didn't matter. I probably wouldn't have let him hold me anyway. The sun rose and I felt Adam sit up. I didn't sleep much, so I had been awake for an hour. I sat up too and then Adam said, we need to talk. I barely got out an okay when I felt the sickness rise in my throat. I ran out and got sick again. I came back and he asked me what was wrong. I think I'm pregnant, I said. His eyes grew wide and he sat for a moment. And then he smiled. I'm sorry. We both said it at the same time. I looked into his eyes and asked, first pick? He smiled and responded, well, then I had better get to work. Adam hugged me tighter than he ever has before. I knew at that moment we were going to be okay. I lived with the guilt of what happened for a long time. I had my children, Cain and Abel. That was probably the most physically painful thing I have ever been through in my life. They grew up and we grew older. Adam worked harder than he ever had to be sure we had what we needed. The boys became old enough to help, so that was a relief for Adam. His work was not easy and I appreciated him for all that he did for our family. I did the best I could to let go of the past, but it wasn't easy. I always had what if and why thoughts hanging over my head. What if I had just told that dumb serpent where to go when I first heard him speak? And why would Papa punish us? Why would he just tell us to leave without giving us a second chance? Looking back was so overwhelming. So I tried more each day not to. One time I walked in on Adam talking to himself. At least I thought he was. But I figured out that he was talking to Papa. Adam misses him. I miss him too. Sometimes I imagine us walking together like we used to. That's when the dream started. I keep having this one dream over and over again. In it there is a man that looks a lot like Adam. I'll call him Adam number two. He comes to a crowd of people and says, don't worry. It had to happen for them too. Then the people grab him and shout, let's crucify him. That's when I wake up. I used to wake up in a panic, but now I'm used to it. I have a sense of peace. Like one day, this will all make sense. Well, I hope you enjoyed that story. Some of the stories we'll get into in the coming weeks will be a little bit more risque, but that's a good beginner one I feel like for you guys. 
Um, I just love the story and how it plays out from that first person narrative because it really just shows a different side to Eve, like some of the thoughts that maybe were going through her head and why maybe she made some of the choices that she made and how she worked through living with the guilt of those choices and how no matter what choices we make in life, they all seem to work for our good with God. And so I hope that encourages you today that somehow, some way, things are going to turn out. It's going to be okay no matter what mistakes you've made. The Lord will come in and He will use every single part of it for something absolutely amazing. My life is a personal testimony of this. I have made so many mistakes, whether it have been financially, in my relationship. I mean, I could just like literally list a whole giant list of them. But because I have walked with God through these choices, a lot of them have started to turn and actually work for my benefit and for the benefits of others because now I'm able to use what I have been through to help come alongside others who have been through similar circumstances. So in the coming weeks, I'm going to share a few of these stories. Again, it's called This Is My Story, and it's on Amazon by Andrea Martin. Next week, who knows, I might talk about the woman who was caught in adultery. So scandalous. So I hope you tune in. We'll be here every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Y'all have a wonderful day, and thank you for listening.